0: Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me, as always, is my personal Paycheck Protection Program, Zach Mabry. Zach, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Matt. I'm good. Instead of a PPP, it's a PPPP. PPPP. Yeah. Email us. If you want Zach to give you free money to pay your employees, uh, mm-hmm. what is it? Podcast at Roman Yeah. We're on Twitter. I'm at Hey It's Matt Baker. Zach is at Zach Mabry, Z A C Mabry. Podcast is at Roman Circus Pod. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Roman Circus Pod. And find us wherever podcasts are. Zach, we've taken a little bit of a break. We wanted to make sure we stored up a whole lot of news for the news segment. So there was a lot of news. We stored it all up. Let's un unleash it. What do we got?
1: Well, um you know the world is still shut down by mm-hmm. COVID 19, uh, there's like phased reopenings happening, but that's obviously the top um, event. Mm-hmm. You still uh staying quarantined.
0: I you know Phoenix has started to open a little and I got a letter from the gym explaining all the current gym rules. Oh nice. What are Let's they? Let's see. They are Do you have to like grunt super loud when you lift. Yeah, make sure you make sure you yell a whole lot so people will stay away from you. We encourage you to help keep yourself and your fellow members safe. Here are some of the ways to accomplish this, as recommended by your state authorities, the COPS. Stay home if you are sick. Seems pretty reasonable. Stay at least six feet away from other patrons. Always wanted to do that anyway. Protect yourself while visiting gyms. I don't know why that's there. That seems obvious. Like, what are we... Not going to protect yourself while visiting gyms. If you are... At higher risk for severe illness, you should avoid visiting gyms and fitness providers. Do not touch your eyes, nose, and mouth. Good luck with that, pal. If possible, use touchless payment and if you must handle money, a card, or use a keypad, use hand sanitizer immediately after. After leaving the gym, use hand sanitizer and when you get home, wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds.
1: You know, sounds like good good advice to me.
0: Yeah. Yep. yep. Seems seems like certainly like advice.
1: Yes, you know, really everything. I mean, it's like everything going on seems to, in one way or another, relate back to COVID nineteen. Obviously, um, we're keeping all of our listeners and our prayers and. I have a ton of friends that are exper- have experienced their first ever, like, layoff. Um, yeah. You know, they went to school. They got great grades. They landed a job fresh out of college. They've worked really hard. And boom. Um, and so much of your, like, identity, it, you just naturally comes from your job and what you do every day. Like, thankfully, you and I don't have that concern. <laughs> um Yeah. But, for i mean it, and i just think back to like when i was in corporate if one day someone had been like hey you don't work here anymore i don't know how i would have told my friends i mean and it's it's not even anybody's fault but it, it just would be you know tough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so no shame in the game if you got laid off there's like 30 million americans in your same shoes
0: oh yeah yeah it's uh the i I was in, the. I worked in hotels when I lived in Los Angeles and that industry is just gutted right now. So, you know, I've been talking to my friends who work in the bars and restaurants and all that stuff, and they're just kind of just sitting, hanging out. Hopefully they'll be back at their job, but who knows?
1: Right. And so, you know, I mean, and I guess the upside is if you were like really bad at your job, you can sort of, and you got, you know, let go for that. You could like hide behind COVID-19. Mhm and be like oh yeah it was the pandemic um but yeah yeah, yeah, i wasn't i I was i wasn't bad at my job it was the pandemic that made me bad at my job exactly but you know i mean jobs are a status thing in a lot of circles and um you know it's natural to be somewhat competitive and so i i don't know i just think it could be a really big blow to your ego and kind of Disorienting to all of a sudden find yourself jobless. So um, everyone's in my prayers for that situation.
0: Did, did you see that J.C. Penney is closing a bunch of
1: stores? I didn't see their closing plans. I saw that they're filing for bankruptcy, which a lot of times for for those types of companies usually doesn't mean they're going to liquidate. It just means they're going to like go to court and have all their loans renegotiated.
0: Yeah. So they. But that also
1: typically comes with a certain amount of scaling back.
0: Yeah, they're gonna shut two hundred and forty two stores as part of that plan. Uh J C Penny has been around for almost hundred and twenty years, which goes to show, Zach, that if you are older you're at more risk of, you know, dying because of the coronavirus anyway.
1: Yike. Um, I don't know. I have unused uh, J C Penny gift cards. I better get get those spent before there's nothing <laughs> before they're totally bankrupt. Do you uh, know what JC stands for? Does it stand for Jesus Christ?
0: You would you would think that you would hope that, but it, Julius Caesar. Yeah, the founder James of JC Penny is James Cash Penny.
1: His name is Cat. Like his Cash is Cash's middle name. Yeah, James Cash Penny. Nice. Imagine being the parents, and you're like, "Well, our last name is Penny, mm-hmm. so let's make our son's middle name Cash. Yeah, Dollar Cash Penny." When it's like way too old to have been named after Johnny Cash.
0: Yeah, he, uh, old Jane, old Jimmy Cash was born in 1875 and died in 1971. He almost was a hundred years old. Wow.
1: Well, yeah. You know, that's it. And then J. Crew obviously um, is filing for bankruptcy. Oh no. James Cash like Crew. Continued. Sorry. <laughs> what were um, you saying? Well, I feel like I contributed to that somewhat because, like, okay, so t shirts and stuff from J. Crew don't have a logo or an emblem on them. Mm-hmm. And so, because of that, I always tried to pass off shirts from Target as, like, look like J. Crew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: Yeah, that was a tip I learned back in college. I appreciate that. It's tough, you know, I mean. The the funny thing with like J C Penny and some of these other things is there'll be this whole big thing about, oh, millennials aren't buying enough shirts. Yeah. And then you find out there was some like hedge fund private equity firm that bought them out and they have, you know, $400 million in debt service that they pay per year. And that's why they're going under, um, I which like with Toys R Us, that was exactly what happened.
0: They're certainly missing out on an opportunity to appeal to the youths by not Uh, you know taking advantage of the james cash part of his name oh yeah cash penny that sounds better like cash millionaires it can't be j cash that's like j crew but like cash p i don't know they could merge that's true if you're if you're two struggling businesses might as well just merge into one struggling business
1: right two wrongs make a right you Mm -hmm. know yeah Yep. So that's, so that's the. Happening. Uh, There's like, I need to pay attention. I think movies are still coming out. They're just all going straight to a streaming platform. um Yeah, you can buy them for
0: twenty bucks on demand.
1: What? But I, I personally popcorn.
0: demand that they be less than twenty dollars. But
1: what, what yeah, actors got to eat. You know. Fair enough. Um, tax returns obviously yeah, had been. The original due date's been moved out to July 15th. Now we're getting um,
0: to the good stuff. Why did you hide the tax return stuff until nine minutes in, Zach?
1: You know, I I just, this was when it came to me to mention. Mm. Okay. Um, the IRS is still operating on bare bones, and so it's a good time to, like, get right with the IRS. Uh, so because, say you owe
0: $40,000 in taxes, be like, hey, man, I'll give you $5,000.
1: Well, there's no one there to to like accept those offers. So like I have a bunch of people doing versions of that, but like their stuff isn't even read yet. Um, but I mean, yeah, might as well try, right? Sure. Um, yeah, so that's kind of been my life. I'm still in Arkansas. So, that's good. You know, rule America.
0: Living your best life out there. Um yeah. Walmart Country. Walmart Country. As um, I learned on the Patreon podcast last week, you can just park your RV at Walmart.
1: Yeah, no, my brother actually has a friend who who has lived out of a van for the past year or so. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's like one that he built out so it has a kitchen and a bed and all that kind of stuff, but it's a Mercedes Sprinter. Dope, and dope. He's like ready to sell it and move on. So I told my brother, I was like, have him bring it here. I want to look at it. And he's Mm. like, are you going to buy it? And I was like, "Eh, probably not right now. And he wouldn't have his (laughs) friend just come show it to me. You're like, no, I want to, I want to window shop
0: outside of, I want to set it outside of my window and I want to window shop.
1: I mean, I would show pictures if you wanted, I'd show pictures online and be like, Hey, followers and devoted beloved fans. By this man's van.
0: Yeah, that's true. You did reach ten thousand followers on Twitter.
1: That's true. I got my K. So, and what I can't figure out now is now I can't even see like the exact number of followers I have, which I guess I don't care. But once you hit a certain, once you get there, they just give you a K. You got your K. K. Yeah. It's
0: a one word that's response
1: good. to my growing popularity. Twitter was just mm-hmm. like K. Next, the M, the sweet, sweet M. Oh, dang. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Any day now. 2020 goals. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, what else? Is that it for the great news segment?
1: Yeah, I mean, news is, like, it literally the only thing happening is COVID and then downstream effects of COVID on, like, business and politics and people and whatnot.
0: One of those effects is, obviously, church has been closed. People yes. have not been able to go to mass for two months but that is starting to loosen here in Phoenix it's loosened up a little bit over the past few weeks Uh, In other places it is continuing to uh, you know people are starting to go back if you see online people are posting they're they're tweeting about going back and they're saying all this stuff about how happy they are, But that does not mean that everyone can go back. And it does not mean that everyone will go back. Here in Phoenix, it is at the parish I go to, it is basically uh, by you have to reserve your spot, which mm-hmm. makes it kind of difficult. and it puts people like me in an interesting position because I want to go to mass. But you know there are I, there are families that want to go to mass together, and I do think that on some level during uh, what is this called during quarantine, and that it is more important when there's not an obligation. I feel like it is more important for parents to take their kids to mass than it is for me to try and rush out to go to all the masses I can, if that makes sense. Because I think a, you know more impressionable youth. You want to keep instilling in them that this is what we do. We go to mass. This is why we go to mass. We don't not go to mass. Does that make sense, Zach?
1: Yeah, I mean, because we're able to comprehend that this is sort of a unique time, right? And we're not going to mass for now, but we'll be back. Whereas, for yeah, for kids, when you're instilling you know good holy habits in them, um, you know, you want to keep that going. So, yeah, I would say that's admirable to to you know give this seat Thank out you. To I'm, a I'm very admirable. Uh, But one of
0: the things that we need to make sure happens is that once we all can go back to Mass, we do. And it is going to be difficult. There are some people who will not return to Mass, obviously, as we've said before. Uh, You hope that it is for no other reason. You hope that they return to Mass, but you kind of just assume that some people might have been looking for an excuse and will take it. And other people will legitimately experience some sort of spiritual desolation and will kind of feel lost and maybe even betrayed right mm-hmm. uh, which is which is not good well,
1: what we in, wanted to in, do stuff i think that there there can be a sort of um there can be an unhealthy emotional angle and there can be a healthy emotional angle you can miss mass you can think this is awful um i think if you feel like you're just you know, in the depths of despair for not being able to go, I would just talk to a spiritual director about that because sometimes um, you can kind of have attachments to the wrong things, and so it's right. not like my place to issue any judgment on anyone on that. But I do think, um, like, if you're if you feel like you're in meltdown mode, I would you know chat with a priest. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's certainly something
0: you do not have to go at alone. Uh, like much of the things in the faith actually most everything you don't have to go alone there's always someone there to talk to and learn about what we thought we would do today is talk about some of the ways that you can maintain how would you phrase it maintain
1: kind it's of just conti- how you can kind of practice the faith and keep up your um I mean, routine isn't really a bad word here. Like religion is a lot about what you do, like what actions you write right. for God. And so, I mean, it's really just how to continue, um, being Catholic absent the structures that we're used to. We're obviously used to having mass every Sunday and, and things like that. And there's yeah. just a certain amount of external structure that we have right. and that's gone. And I mean, like we said, even with churches opening back up, um, not everybody is going to be able to go back to Mass right away, and it it could be a while as, like, each diocese kind of moves through its phases of reopening. And, you know, for some people, if you're, you know, in a high-risk category or you live or work with people who are, you may, you know, it may be a while before you're back at Mass. So we kind of wanted to talk about what do you do absent that? Like, how do you... um kind of structure your practices so that you you don't just kind of turn into a blob Mm -hmm. uh, due to the quarantine and and not having external structure. Yeah, we don't want people to turn into blobs. I
0: I think uh, on the routine thing, I've heard some people talk about how you want to make mass more than a routine and that's obviously true, but I don't think you should be scared of making it a routine because eventually it will become more than that right like you should start right. you should work things into a routine and not and not feel bad that you're doing it as part of a routine because really the only two options are that you'll just stop doing it completely or you'll take it more seriously right
1: well i mean if you look at the passage of time and like day and night and mm-hmm. whatnot like clearly um god designed a lot of routines so i don't think that you could think that they're displeasing and it is like a, a very recent kind of Americanish notion that like things are only authentic if they're spontaneous you could say um, Protestant Zach it's okay yeah like there, there doesn't really have to be like spontaneity is not required for authenticity and mm-hmm. um, keeping a routine is itself an act of devotion and it's it is very authentic to do um, sure it, you don't have to want to or feel like it or whatever um you can simply do it and there's really a lot to that you know like when you do something you don't want to do uh that you get like bonus points for that because you're that's like an extra sacrifice you can add on top of everything else boom all right boom uh, so yeah what i mean i think a good way is just to sort of you know start setting a routine like a basic thing on a daily basis is just you know, wake up, check
0: your phone for 30 minutes.
1: Yes. In bed. And then finally feet on the floor. Um, it's basically just the Angelus. It's a, you know, quick 30 second prayer, um, recalls the incarnation and includes some hail Marys. And the, so the traditional way of doing this is basically do it at six noon and six, six AM noon, six PM. Right. Um, you can alter that and do it when you wake up, Noon and 6pm Right Um, Yeah,
0: yeah. I I would say You do it You Don't miss out on a chance for Prayer even if you Wake up at 8 and it's 2 hours past 6 You can still say it, right?
1: Right Um, For the noon and 6pm ones uh, What would be good would be to set An alarm on your phone that goes off To remind you And that way it'll kind of pull you out of whatever you're doing Distract you from that and then you can turn your attention to God and Our Lady for 30 seconds and then go back to what you're doing. One of our so
0: think, m- mutual what? friends sets an alarm and I was with him in a grocery store at noon and he walked around the grocery store having to get what he needed to get while doing the Angelus.
1: Oh, nice. I If it's who I'm thinking of, we were once at... Um, what's the LA Donut Shop? Winchell's? Winchell's. We were at Winchell's. And like knelt down for the angelus. Mm-hmm. Um, so the good
0: part about that is a lot of crazy druggies go to Winchell's, so you just kind of fit in doing random, random things. No one, yeah, they just thought attention. we had
1: like the meth shakes or something. Yeah. Um So yeah, I mean that is just kind of a basic thing to put in place, and I mean I know that sounds, it seems almost negligible, but again, you're just sort of inserting, inserting these moments to kind of reorient yourself, um, and those are just sure. easy to do. Some people will go a step further and pray the office or the little office of Our Lady, um, which is great, but something that everybody can do without you know, having to work up the stamina is simply the, the Angelus. Right. Um, another okay. thing you can do yeah. is just at 3 p.m., set an alarm on your phone just to remember the passion. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's the hour that christ died um so you can remember that and a lot of times that's the time period where people will pray the divine mercy chaplet or you know other things but a nice thing is just to sort of do that and just you know remember the the passion the crucifixion
0: at three basically the goals are to give yourself times throughout the day where you can at least take a moment and reflect on something
1: right i think that's good because they're
0: small yeah right they're small and they don't take a lot of time but as you go through the day you'll find that you devoted a good amount of your day to things like this
1: yeah and then of course you know prayers before meals are good Um, most people have that habit down but that's a good one to keep up with as Mm -hmm. well Um, and then that actually that
0: is what I would classify as routine I would say that a lot of things a lot of people have made that a routine that seems kind of i don't know not meaningless but just like a thing like that's what we do right. and that's a good like you're in your that's, head that's a good example
1: like saying it super right fast. but that's and a that's good
0: fine. example of taking time to do something and then you just continue to do it and i know a lot of people feel weird if they don't pray before their meal which is i would think which is, is good. good
1: but yeah Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, it's not like it's required to feel weird if you don't pray before you eat, but that's a really good uh, way to help you remember to pray. And so, you know, I mean, I think we all have a certain number of of unhelpful, unproductive, like, feelings or urges or whatever. And so um, helpful ones like feeling weird if you don't pray before you eat are uh, something to be thankful for. Right. So then, obviously, you're more... um, I mean, not advanced because really these are attainable for everybody. But your other things to keep in mind, of course, are your daily rosary um, and spiritual reading. Now, a lot of people that may have been tied to your work schedule—if you were going to the office or if you worked a set time—that you either prayed it, um, you know, while commuting or right when you got home or before work. And with those things gone, it may be a good time to just you know block off you know, 15, 25, 30 minutes to do your rosary.
0: Sure. uh, I think it's a good, a good thing you can do is if you have, if you plan on doing anything like that, I, one time we were doing a 54 day novena for the parish in LA to help raise funding to try and get a building. Right. And you would think like, it seems like that It seems like it would be easy to remember to do a 54 day novena, but it, you know, it's 54 days. Things happen, right?
1: I mean, I find nine pretty challenging.
0: Sure. Well, but the point is, so what I found is it's easier, at least for me, is you print off a calendar and then you just put it on your bed or by your bed with a pen that you have to mark off every day you do. So basically you put it somewhere where you're basically going to trip over it and that way you remember to do it. So, like, if you want to remember to do the rosary, but you don't have time in the morning, take your rosary and put it on your pillow. So that way, you can't go to bed without acknowledging that you have to do the rosary.
1: Yeah, I like that. Um, And then it's basically it's just things
0: to do to make yourself to have it stare you right in the face. Right. So it's like right. If this rosary's on my pillow. I can either go to sleep and acknowledge that I'm not going to do it or I can do it and then go to sleep.
1: Right. And I think in general, having an outline of your day and these matters of like what things you're going to do mm-hmm. is important. I hate to say it, but now more than ever. Ooh, now uh, more than ever in this trying time, Zach. Yes. Um, just because again, you the external things that, you know, Provide structure are missing, and then the, the other thing I would add on a daily basis is if you are someone who likes to have background noise or it just helps. Um, something you can do that's kind of easy is just have that. Like if you're going to just have your TV on or you know whatever, is have that be like EWTN or Catholic TV or something. And even if you're not paying attention to it, you know when you look up there may be. You know, an icon shown or a priest wearing his priest clothes or still photograph of Mother
0: Angelica staring at you.
1: Yeah. I mean, just again, things that kind of alert you to the faith. And that's where, you know, like I don't watch TV during the day, but we usually have it on and it provides background noise. And so, you know, have that background noise be that. I mean, that obviously isn't. I don't know. I think that's a good way just in terms of the environment
0: that's good that's I mean that's kind of the same idea of people who play classical music low you know just kind of in the house just to have something that's you know a higher form of some a higher form of background noise I guess I don't know
1: yeah and I mean obviously like we don't I don't have any kind of affiliation with them but like you know EWTN does have they put a lot of work into their news broadcasts. So, I mean, you can still get world events there. Obviously they have a very specific and they're upfront about this, like view on things. Um, there's a difference between news you would see on EWTN and you would see on, you know, fake news, CNN or mm-hmm. Fox news or, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, you can still get some world events from them too. And the nice thing is, is again, it just includes those reminders to the faith and that, you know, being super informed on world events, isn't, like required so i don't know what their angle has been on corona stuff but um i assume it's pretty much uh do social distancing wear a mask yada yada so yeah i mean again i don't have any kind of affiliation with them i can't speak for the content because i don't know what they're gonna they do it live so um i'm not a huge fan of uh the world over but (laughs) no is that is that the one with yeah, I don't but know the name of news it. News but... nightly's great. Yeah,
0: who does the news it's... nightly?
1: Um, I don't know because they've they've had turnover. It was white. We should try and do that. Why don't we get in on that turnover? Well, I mean, I I sat through a filming of one when I was in DC. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's I mean they have like they're like eight people in the production room running all the stuff. It's great and there's all these screens, and I mean they have a real news studio. All right. Well. 2020 goals yes so um those are kind of good daily habits and again i I think it's good especially for things as to use reminders on your phone you know i do um bullet journaling and so a lot of times when i do my daily log i'll you start with the date and then i'll write down what feast day it is and you can check like um i think let's see what it's a seminary for the fraternity so um OLGS, which is Our Lady of Guadalupe Seminary right. they have a liturgical calendar where you can check and see what day it is in the event that you don't have a missile or an, another app that tells you that so like today for instance is either going to be a Rogation Mass or um, the Feast of St. Peter Celestine okay yeah that's good assuming you upload this today on Tuesday um, so yeah those are just some daily habits so like, just to rehash obviously mm-hmm. You know, some things at specific times, like the Angelus when you wake up, noon, 6 p.m., remembering the Passion at 3, praying before meals, um, you know, kind of filling your background noise, whatever you want for that to be something Catholicish, whether it's, you know, Catholic broadcasts or music or whatever, um, and then remembering to do your rosary, spiritual reading, that kind of stuff. Have you, now, we've talked about
0: that neither of us particularly enjoy watching the mass over the internet. Right. Uh, if you do, that's fine. It's not for neither of us can do that. And we're not, and this is not like a, we go to the Latin mass type thing because the Latin mass is ve- being able to be viewed over the internet. And I still, you know, it's tough. Oh Yeah. We're even like, a it,
1: it's like, we have really good production masses from like all the best sanctuaries across the world. It's just, yeah, that, that it, I see it once and I don't really like, to me, it's interesting to look at. It just isn't, mm-hmm. it's like, it's not a devotional activity for me. It's more of a, like, like I like to look at it, to study it almost.
0: Have you, right. With that being said, have you been reading the parts of the mass on a Sunday? Like for the Sometimes. readings and trying to keep up like, well, that's a thing that people can do, right? Like you can uh, do that. If you don't want to watch it on the internet, you can read what's going on. You can read the readings, you can read, you know, all all the parts of the mass. And I would say that that's a good thing to do because it is, I don't want to say it's the same thing as watching it on the internet, but in, when you are under no obligation to go, there is no real, there's no real difference between reading it and watching it, I would say. So you can I would take advantage of the opportunity to read it, so that way you at least stay engaged and stay. um, What you know, I don't want to say you can remember the mass, but you at least are keeping up on what is happening. Yes, and that's
1: where when we look at like, so we've talked about daily. When we look at weekly, that's one thing. Like you definitely want to keep Sunday, Sunday. So you know, especially if you have. You know, work from home and different things, and your your schedule and routine is all over the place. Right. Really trying to make sure that you've you've planned not to have work to do on Sunday. We can't all achieve that every time, um, but you know, everything from your your chores and doing your laundry and that kind of stuff. Um, try to have those things not be on Sunday, so that it can be a day of rest. And then, if you like watching mass or if it works for you, that's great. And now is a good time because everybody's broadcasting. Um, and I think even if you don't, it'd be good to try to hear, like, your parish's sermon just to, you know, keep things grounded in reality and, like, the actual parish you go to and, you know, the yeah. world you live in. Um, Just a suggestion there. Um, I like that. And, like, yeah, like Matt said, you can do the readings for that Sunday. I've talked to people with kids that they didn't really have a lot of success watching it, so they they'll pray... The different prayers like the confidior and that kind of stuff do the readings with their kids um, and you know that's that's great but yeah try to try to make sunday sunday and then you know if possible like if you're comfortable leaving the house if it's allowed in your diocese don't do anything obviously against your bishop's wishes and you're able to go to mass maybe instead of thinking of sunday just think of trying to make it like once a week because If churches some of them are at like 20% capacity or whatever so you're not necessarily gonna get in on Sunday Mm -hmm. but maybe you can make it to one daily mass a week and I know that a lot of bishops are like asking that people consider doing that to help Mm -hmm. keep social distancing up and and whatnot Um, obviously no one can make you receive communion in the hand but if the your diocese isn't distributing communion on the tongue um like obviously there's canonical questions about that and you should deal with that however you choose but during mass is not the time to like make a scene so if they're not going to give it to you they're not going to give it to you and I just mass is not a time to do demonstrations
0: we are very anti making a scene during mass yeah i mean it's it's just not appropriate most of the time
1: used to receiving communion you know once a year yeah so you can continue to wait a few more months um, there's and just no reason to stage some kind of protest during the liturgy.
0: We're, we're usually anti making a scene in general.
1: Yeah. Uh, everyone's rarely the thing to do. Everyone should remain normal never, and cool. Yeah. It's almost always okay to not make a scene and it's rarely okay to make a scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But especially at is Right. I mean, if you want to do, if you want to contact your bishop or whatever, like that's, I don't really know a lot about the t- specifics yeah. there, ano- but do that outside of mass.
0: Another note about at the, that. At the bare minimum. It is important to remember that you can contact your diocese. The person who answers the phone and the emails is not the person to yell at because they're just a person who's getting paid to answer the phone and the emails. I've, I've heard from a few people that were like, oh, I've, been so upset i just called the diocese and just had to yell at them like well you were yelling at the secretary who has no power yeah,
1: like that's not that's really just not okay so you did it, no judgment but don't do it
0: yeah don't do it do, you can if you have to be upset you know and you are able to get through to a decision maker be respectful and you can still be upset but yeah it, the the secretary is not the person to yell at the janitor is not the person to yell at. Just because, just because you are feeling like you need to let out your emotions does not mean, mean mean you need to let
1: out those emotions. That's just a tangent, Zach. That's a good one to, to keep in mind. Um, but, yeah, and I mean and the other thing is to remember, as always, like we have um, currently in most dioceses in America, we have a good situation for the Latin mass, like we're allowed to have it. Parishes are on good terms with the diocese, um, so just recognize that you're. Um, there's a tendency with people who go to the Latin Mass that when other people encounter them, they represent like the entirety of the Latin Mass going population. So keep in mind that your what you do reflects back on like me and Matt and everybody who <laughs> right. likes the Latin Mass. Um, and should it be like that, probably not. But since we know it is, we can we can react to it. And um, so remember your diplomacy when you are interacting with the diocese
0: right so that's uh yeah so that's some of the stuff weekly is there any other weekly stuff that we can do yeah
1: i mean i think it's really good obviously in america we're dispensed from this being bound by the pain of sin but i think it's good to keep up your friday abstinence it's something you can do when you're quarantined sure and you know if you're used to having a turkey sandwich for lunch having a grilled cheese or a fish sandwich or something is just a again you'll remember why you're doing it and it's just that that you know little reminder um to do that um if you're able to go to confession you know that would be a good thing to try to do on the weekly if if you're able i mean it's not like don't necessarily like grab up all the confession times if you don't need to go um and if your right. parish is on limited capacity, but that's a good thing. Um, and I think just like setting aside, if you can't make a real holy hour, like, well, no, you, I guess you, so if you can't make a holy hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament, you know, setting aside, even if it's just once a week, some time to just sort of sit with God, mm-hmm. you know, you can get an image of the Sacred Heart or just something to kind of look at and just do that. Um, something. And, that way like on a weekly basis you have things that you're you're keeping up with so you know praying along with or you know keeping sunday sunday keeping friday friday um maybe going to mass once if you can um going to confession if you're able to and then doing some kind of makeshift holy hour type activity yeah yeah hopefully monthly I don't know. I'm not very optimistic about things going back to normal. And I just think even when things do, there's going to be plenty of people who fall into categories where it's just not good for them to be out much. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, on a monthly basis, I think it it is sort of a it's kind of important to try to observe the liturgical year um, as you can. Like this week is Ascension Thursday and then we're going to move into Pentecost. And so we're getting into the sort of more formless time of year as it goes. Um, You know, time after Pentecost, obviously, is the longest season, and it lasts until Advent. Um, So, you know, finding ways to observe, like, the important summer feast days, like the Sacred Heart, like Our Lady of Mount Carmel, um, Corpus Christi. Those types of things, because um, it you just don't know. Like again, I, I think it's important. that The domestic church is, you know, now more than ever. Now more than ever um, in this
0: trying time,
1: right? Somebody said that the domestic church has turned into the domestic monastery. What does that? Kind of what does that mean? Oh, like, like we're, we're stuck all here. yeah, we're
0: all at home. Oh, I get it.
1: Yeah, we're all cloistered now.
0: Well, they um, and it remembering what day it is is important because just because we can't go to mass or we're suspended doesn't mean that that day is not that day like ascension thursday is still ascension thursday regardless of if we can celebrate public mass right so right. yeah
1: yes um and that's the other thing is that i so i'm not i'll just quite like i'm not a big fan of of like enforced positivity about the situation i don't think that everybody needs to be looking at coronavirus as an opportunity to do this that and the other like Mm. I think it's perfectly valid to think this is just awful and to not like it and want it to end (laughs) um that doesn't mean it's not still an opportunity like I've done plenty of projects during this but I'm noticing people that if you say oh I wish this would end they're like oh do you just want people to die or whatever um so like setting that aside recognizing that you can hate this as much as you want. Like the situation that we're in. Um, one thing that's kind of cool is most of us our routine, our days, our time are set by like our job or school or something um, in like the temporal realm. And then we kind of have to fit everything in around it, whether that's mass or prayer or whatever. Hmm. This is kind of a chance for it to be the opposite. And so, since you know, maybe you don't have to get up when you used to or you don't have your commute or all these other things that kind of impose a structure on you are gone, you can now choose to make the faith the thing that gives form to your daily life. Right. Um, and so this would be kind of a cool time to do that. you know? It would be.
0: Imagine hitting the ground running when you're able to go back to life the way it is at the top of the faith game.
1: Right. And I mean, that's what, you know, when things go back to normal, like, you know, imagine that you'd be almost like sad that you don't have as much time to pray and stuff. Wow. I don't think that, I don't think that will happen to me. I'm just gonna go ahead and, and say that I will not meet that bar. Sure. But, uh, plenty of listeners are probably saintly enough for that to, that to be within the realm of possibility. Right. And so, um, you know, that's, that's where, but I mean, again, I just don't, I just, like won't tell the line on the whole mandatory positivity thing like it's unhealthy at some point to acknowledge like to have a pandemic and people are you know in the hospital and dying or whatever and have to be like yeah this is a good time to learn how to knit um or whatever right <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh. so i mean really i think that's kind of a good overview uh of, you know, sort of how to structure your, your days and weeks so that you don't lose touch with the faith. I mean, that's the thing. We have these touch points as Catholics, and one of the the main one is Mass, and that one's the one that's gone for now. And so it's figuring out how to build those in yourself, and it's kind of on you to do. It's a, it's a daily battle. Yes. Um, it's also probably good to put up some, uh, to to. keep in mind your vices and just have a plan to avoid them um whether that's gluttony i know a lot of people are doing a lot of snacking or uh you know temptations to lust or whatever it is like or laying around um you know it's it's good to you know keep in mind the seven capital vices like aka seven deadly sins and they all seem to be pretty uh especially tempting during the current crisis sure and so um you know maybe take stock on on those in in this trying time of capital vices yes when we're all in this together whatever the mm-hmm. <laughs> the slogan is
0: if you if you were thinking about buying a car and now you really find that you need to buy a car just know that all the car manufacturers are here for you
1: yeah that's what it's like are we all in this together i need a car company to do a commercial to clarify this for me yeah um right And then the other thing maybe people seem very testy online and so if you just want to go online and yell and stream at people on social media maybe don't you know maybe yeah never don't. do that never never ever do that never right never be cool be normal Never get mad online.
0: Zach, do you want to know about a person who is very cool and normal?
1: Tell me about someone who's very cool and normal.
0: It's the return of Saint of the Week. When was the last time we did Saint of the Week?
1: Um, I don't know. Probably 2014.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2014. Saint Pascal Balon. All right. Heard All of right. this? Heard of this fella?
1: I actually don't think I have.
0: Spanish Roman Catholic lay professed religious of the order of Friars Minor. Okay. He was born May 16th, 1570. Oh, no, 1540. And he oh. died May 17th, 1592 at the age of 52. He was beatified October 29th, 1618 by Pope Paul V. And canonized October 16th, 1690 by Pope Alexander the eighth. His feast day is May 17th.
1: That's pretty fast for, for like back in the day.
0: Yeah. Under a hundred years.
1: Amazing. Patron. I of, mean now everyone gets that true, but back then that was really something. Yeah.
0: Patron of Virial, Spain of Obando, which is in the Philippines of cooks, All right. of shepherds, male children and priesthood vocation of Eucharistic Congresses and Eucharistic Associations. Hmm. Pascal Bailon was born on the Feast of Pentecost to poor but pious peasants, Martin and Elizabeth, and the fact that he was born on the Feast of Pentecost led his parents to name him Pascal. Uh, he oh, had- nice.
1: I thought that must have been like his the name he took as a religious, even though he said he was a lay-professed religious. But that's kind of cool. So that was his actual... Straight up name. Yeah. And he grew up to be a saint. There you go. Yeah, he spent his
0: childhood as a shepherd. And one of the things he enjoyed while he was... total
1: normal thing to do.
0: While he was toiling in the fields is he enjoyed the sound of church bells that rang during the elevation during the mass. And he uh, carried a book with him into the fields where he watched the sheep and asked those he met to teach him the letters. So he was teaching himself to read while tending the sheep uh he had no since he was so poor he had no means to really help the poor but he would give people he saw part of his dinner that was sent to him in the fields so he was trying to live a good life while being dirt poor which is obviously something that people can do but it's good to good to show that you know even if you don't have a lot, someone probably has less than you. He was inclined to a religious life, uh, and he joined the Reformed Franciscans in 1564 as a religious brother and made his profession a year later in 1565. He was urged to become an ordained priest but felt that that was not the path for him. Uh but he was once denied the chance to join because of his age. So that's why he, re- that, that's why he returned to be a shepherd, but then the brothers were like, okay, n- you know, JK, and they admitted him back into their ranks. Uh, he had a good, it was like a good perseverance to continue on into the religious life. He never owned more than one habit, and that habit was always uh, threadbare, was always, you know... Not a nice looking habit, but and wa- nice. had some
1: good healthy minimalism. And he
0: walked even better, Zach. He walked in the snow without sandals, and also along the toughest roads.
1: And that seems unsafe, but you know what?
0: But I like it. In order to accommodate this, he always remained cheerful and affable. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to walk through the snow, but I'm going to be very happy about it, and that. Is, nice. That's all he did He he had jobs that included cook and porter As well as gardener And he was the official beggar That went around asking for alms For his community
1: Oh nice mm-hmm.
0: He's like follow us on Patreon yeah, yeah exactly He never wasted food And he uh, was known At the end of each week To eat a few boiled vegetables That had been soaked in water with the terrible smelling weed known as wormwood. Wormwood. He died on May 17th after being taken ill. It doesn't say what he was ill with. He just got ill and passed away. Mm. And his tomb is in Villarreal and became an immediate place of pilgrimage. And there were some reported miracles that happened there. And his grave was... Uh, desecrated during the Red Terror at the time of the Spanish Civil War. And a lot of his relics were burned, and those that remained were transferred uh, in the presence of King Juan Carlos I on May twelfth, 1992. Hmm. So that is St. Pascal Baylon. Well, pray for us. There you go, Zach, teaching, teaching you new things every day here on this Roman service podcast. Well, this is kind of a short one, but hey, we're back. We got number 100. Well, as we said before, it'll be number 100 in number, not in podcast, but I, you know, it's always nice to celebrate milestones like 100.
1: Yeah, it is. Give me some of (laughs)
0: that. All right. Anything before we go? Nope, I think that's it. All right, gang. Well, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you all next week. See ya.